Awesome. All right, everybody. Today is a great day. Uh, So if you guys listen to my podcast with Astrid Naranjo, aka the anti-diet dietitian, um, I think we recorded it almost a year ago. And that was one of our, our best podcasts. And, and not only, you know, my opinion, I know I'm a little bit biased because uh, Astrid is a very good friend of mine, but um, also got a ton of listens and a ton of people reached out and like they said they got a lot of value from it. And, you know, that's why I was like, I have to bring her back on um, and kind of in a different sense, right? So like last time we talked a lot about, about your approach and, and about nutrition and stuff like that. But I've seen, I mean, we were just talking uh, before this for like 15 minutes and we were talking about how her approach has changed. And so I think like it would be a great thing to even talk about there, but also, I mean, I've, I've gotten to see the funny thing. I didn't even tell Astrid this, but I see a ton of her posts. And the most ironic part is that like, I see her posts because other people are sharing it and she's been able to bring this like sassy science with memes and like very good content um, into, into this space onto Instagram has built up a following, uh, of 30,000 people. And it's just so cool because you're really like, you know, you're seeing somebody that's in my opinion, at least like doing the right thing, um, and doing it in a way that like educates and inspires people. Um, but also is very engaging and like, it makes you like kind of need to follow her. Cause you're like, well, these are funny memes and they're teaching me something. Uh, and I want to learn more, whether you're a coach, whether you're a client, like she, she just posts this amazing content. And so we'll talk a little bit more about how she's done that and what that journey has been like, because most people don't wake up one day, unless you're like Jennifer Aniston and you just make an Instagram and get a million followers. Uh, usually it takes some work and some time. So we'll talk a little bit about that too. Um, Astrid, thank you so much for joining me. Talk to me a little bit about like what the journey has been like from uh, you know, when you first started to now having this big following and, and being uh, this, this famous Instagram fitness memer, aka the anti-diet dietitian, which is the best Instagram name ever. Um, talk to me a little bit. What's going on? Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I feel so flattered that you actually mentioned that you're my, my account. I feel like it, for me, is still very little compared to a lot of different accounts that I, uh, I follow as well, that they are quite big and I still growing and little small with 30,000. That's not very much, but it, it's taking a lot of work, to be honest. I, I think I started really getting serious about this, um, posting, and getting a little bit sassy and implementing memes and educational uh, content uh, a year and a half ago, perhaps almost two years. So it's taken a while to actually grow that, uh, that account. But I think the main purpose for me to post every time I do that is to at least one person that gets benefit from it. I don't think that I'm not thinking that I'm going to post something for getting a lot of likes or getting someone to reposted it. If they do, that would be amazing. And that has helped a lot in the growth of my account and, and getting my name and my voice out there for other people to see it and listen into it. But my main goal every time I post is thinking about if someone, if it's just one person, that reads this and they get something good about it, they learn something or 
they it makes them change their habits or their mindset or their approach that's a win for me so that's that i guess that's why it's been a a honest and a, a slow growth but with the best intention to make someone learn love and live the moment i guess that's that would uh, summarize what my goal is every time i post live learn laugh and learn for L, the four l's <laughs> i love post. it i mean and it and it happens like i mean if you look at like like i i literally i see your content reposted on other people's stories before i even like see it on, in my feed like before i scroll I look at some stories and usually like one of my friends is reposting your feed on, on their story and i'm like wow like, this is amazing like you're like you're you post this stuff and it's so good so what what made you want to start though like because i think that that's a that's a great way to think about it is like i want to post this to help people and and were you always sassy like have you always been like i'm gonna be a little bit sassy on on instagram or did you try anything else like was it wake up i'm sassy and i post awesome memes or was it i tried doing all these things nobody really like like went for it and then it became what it is now. I guess when I started, it was more about putting uh, educational content out there more as an infographic style. So I was really working on my skills uh, on Canvas and other apps that you can use to build up your uh, infographic uh, and graphic design skills that I had never ever thought about that would be using uh, design skills or creativity to put put out their information to people. So that was kind of, it's been an interesting journey because it's been a time for me to grow as a professional uh, with other skills I never thought I would use. You don't get taught in university how to use Canvas or graphic design to get your information out there or how you make uh, a publication or a peer review research in a uh, words that you can literally talk to everyone in a simple way and communicate your in the information in an easy way. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think that's the main uh, shift for me. Um, and I started, I guess the memes weren't a thing that two years ago, as much as they are right now, I guess they've become more popular. And I guess as, as I started to see that sort of style in doctors, um, like Dr. Nadolski is one of those uh, yeah. doctors that you see that he's always posting really good content and very sassy as well, or very funny with me. <laughs> I guess that was my idea. I really want to do the same with nutrition. And I feel like sometimes being sassy uh, is uh, a nice way to create a, a like a spark of ideas and that controversy that creates uh, gets, gets people engaged to talk about mm. a topic or even like getting related to the, the post. So usually when you post something, uh, especially in a meme, uh, you're posting an expression or a face 
that is like, oh, I really relate to this because that's my face when I do this. Or, you know, it's, it's kind of trying to relate with people in a more a lay, lay levels, mm-hmm. uh, just like an easier term on a day-to-day or uh, and daily life things that happen. So you, when you see that, oh, that was my face, literally that was my face when someone spoke to me about keto diet, um, oh my God. So it's like that face. And you, I, I guess you grab the t- people's attention when you think about being you in that position or how often you might come across these topics uh, with your clients, with coaches, with people on their social media and how you respond to it. So mm-hmm. I guess that's where I, I've got to right now. And I think I'm always learning something new, um, getting better at graphic design. So I combine the educational post on, uh, in a meme form. So it grabs your attention, it makes you laugh, but then it comes with a caption with a really good summary of something that relates to the topic that is uh, trying to communicate through the meme but in a more uh, serious way. So it it kind of, I play with that sort of mix of love uh, love and and, and attention to then grab that to the information I want you to take away and learn from. Yeah, and and I think that's that's like so good, right? I I was talking um, to some coaches the other day about like, you know, a lot of people think, oh, if I if I post too long of a caption, nobody will read it. And I think the interesting thing is is what you do especially is great because you put in this thing that gr- literally like grabs your attention. I see this meme and I'm like, like once again, that's exactly in my face when somebody tells me about keto or like, you know, whatever it might be. I see this thing and I'm like, yes, that is so good. And like maybe it teaches me a little bit, but then I'm, I'm, I'm stopped. So then I, I, I'm like, Oh, well, like, what does she have to say? Right. And there's something maybe in the beginning where I'm like, Ooh, like I gotta like hit read more so I can read. And, and I think like people forget that when there's something that grabs your attention, whether it's a good photo, whether it's, you know, that first line of text is really good. Um, or it's just a, a mean that's like funny people stop and they read it. Like people, people probably stop for memes way more than they stop for a picture of like, you know, like, here's my new car. You're like, yeah, cool. Nice. Whatever. Right. But like yes. when you, when you see like, or, you know, I don't stop for people that are working out. I'm like, I have a billion people on my feed that are working out. I have a lot of people have a lot of people working out right now, especially with quarantine, right? It's like all of their friends who are a fitness professional are posting free workouts. But you see a meme and you're like, this is probably funny. Let's see if I laugh. Oh, I did. Perfect. Oh, what does she have to say? Right. And I think that's like, that's great. And, and to me, like, I would almost say that like, what was an infographic a couple of years ago, you know, that was huge. And then all of a sudden it's like almost those have become the memes, right? Like the memes are like those little like educational, like very simple posts. Um, and, and like, how, how do you kind of balance because you, I, you still do some infographics, right? Like you still are yeah. educating in that format. Like how do you balance it out? Like how do you kind of think about, okay, like I want to make sure I'm giving these like memes that are educational and funny but also like pairing that with some stuff that's like a little bit more education heavy. They're still usually funny because you are sassy and it's, it's always great to read them. But like, you know, where do you kind of like try to find the, the balance there? 
I guess it comes when, depending on the topic I really want to talk about. For example, when I really want to um, share a, a thought or a, a specific information about um, more serious topics, like when we speak about speech eating or um, living your relationship with food or just uh, creating a, a more inform, inform, informative and educational post. So I, I guess I try to mix them uh, to when you get into my account, you see that it, there are pictures and things that make you laugh, but at the same time, there are things that grab your attention that can be very informative and educational. So that's the one part of me that have been always uh, very strong. Uh, when it comes to educate people, I really still enjoy educating and, and, and communicating information in a different ways. So I guess it caters for different people and different topics. If there's something that you can take advantage of and make it funny, then I try to get it. If I see a meme or now that I'm using more, uh, getting started on TikTok, I'm using more like exposing myself and uh, I'm probably doing this uh, lip sync um, mm -hmm. with uh, some sassy or funny uh, voices or songs that I can pretty much relate to some topics in nutrition um, in, a, in some way. For example, today I did one uh, about alcohol. I hate alcohol. I don't, I don't drink alcohol at all, but it, it starts saying that alcohol is good, it's funny, it makes your day good uh, and amazing, but it creates uh, damage to your liver, and then <laughs> you start kind of creating, oh, but it kills a lot of people and destroys families, and but it's delicious. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's sort of kind of yeah. funny. Um, and I guess that's a kind of a way that I thought about, well, I put something like this and then I explain what I want to communicate. Uh, if it's educational or maybe it's a research uh, that is linked to body composition and alcohol frequency or something like that. So it could be used in many different ways. So... I guess I'm still learning how to use more video editing, TikTok, things like that. Yeah, yeah. But still with the same goal and purpose of, well, let me bring this to my audience in a way that I can teach something. But now I'm putting myself more out there because I am recording myself. There's something that I never used to do before. and uh, trying to still make something funny, but now putting myself out there. So it's, it's kind of... Um, a new thing that I'm doing and trying that out. I love it. And, and you've touched on something a couple of times and I, I kind of want to go deeper there. Like uh, just thinking about like the skills, right? You said you were like, I didn't learn how to use Canva when I was, you know, in school. Right. And, and you've like, you've done research, right? Like you, you've, you're, you're a real like dietitian. Like you actually like, this is a, a, a profession for you. It is not something where, you know, you just walk around and you're like, uh, you know, like I'm sure you've seen the quote unquote, like dietitians and quote unquote nutritionists on, on Instagram and probably on TikTok now too. And like on Facebook, like all over the place, there are all these people like kind of just say that they're a nutrition coach and you're like, why? Like how, how did you get there? Right. But for you, like you've done it, you've walked the walk and you've learned this stuff and you're taking all of these amazing things that you've learned and you've, you've delivered that, but it required a lot of skills. And I think like 
one of the things is like that, that also says like there's a skill in, in creating the content, but also understanding like what content does my audience like and like what content do I want to, do I want to build? And so like what I'm, what I'm interested in is like, it sounds like you're kind of experimenting with now some video and some TikTok and what sorts of things like have you looking back been like, man, like I thought that was going to work, but it didn't, it didn't like, these are some of the mistakes that I've made, like things that I've done where I've realized maybe that didn't work quite as well as, as you know, what I'm really going all in on, which is the infographics and, and memes and like really showing my personality. Like what, uh, what, what has that been like as far as like your learnings from, from all of this so far and like the skills you've kind of developed as a result? One I would say is that I used to want to always communicate something um, that was kind of complicated in a, in a simpler way. But when I was started doing infographics, I think I was getting the slides to recharge with too much information. And like some people would come, um, well, no one would really tell me, oh, it's too much information. No one really tells you that feedback unless it's someone you know. Um, so probably my mom or my husband would come and say, look, uh, I, just, I just feel like it's, it's too much information. I just want to skip it because I, I, get, I just get lost in the information. So I, I kind of like hearing that from someone who doesn't re is not a, a dietitian or is not into science, Perhaps it's the common, the common, uh, the common thought when you look up at people uh, like a gen pop or things like that. They are not really into science, and when they come across with something that is too recharged or too overwhelming with information, they will skip it and they will probably don't even read it. Or this is too many lines, or very small fonts, or just way too much uh, to read in just one slide. Probably just makes not really desire to to read it. So I learned that one thing it was to make it very very uh, gravitate and grab your attention really quickly is using images um, things that are really easy to capture attention and probably use more carousels rather than just one big slide if you want to communicate a more dense topic. Uh, or even if it's a, an infographic to break it down in, in much more simpler ways. And I actually been working or designing, started designing posts for other people. Um, and wow. that has given me even more challenges to actually not just cater for my audience, but also understand how other people want to um, provide information and education. And that has also get got me to a point where I actually need to get better at designing and be more creative. So that's an aspect of me that has got better, has gotten better over time that I'm, I'm a little bit more creative, uh, trying to use different colors and contrasting fonts. And, and I guess that's something that I never thought I would work on. I would never have a design skill in within me. Uh, I just thought, oh, I'll just be a dietitian. And when I started first, for the first time, I just said, I will just do diets and make people lose weight. And that's it. That's what, that's what I thought a dietitian would be. But it's, it's got far beyond that. And now it's like coaching and a motivational, inter a motivational interviewing skills is 
psychology. It is lots of different things, design, um, putting research into simpler words, uh, doing research, and then translating that science into lay terms. It's a lot of different things that I never thought yeah. I would be working on or using or developing skills on that. So what I think that I started my Instagram was I just want to put content out there, but I never thought that just putting one thing would be enough. So the more I've uh, come across to other um other accounts and all the different experience, you learn a lot. And the, the most interesting thing is no one told me, uh, taught me anything. I never saw or watched a tutorial of how to build or create a, a, a infographic. I just started doing it on my own and from mistakes and uh, errors and trial and error, doing one after the other, discovering new features. Uh, that's, the, that's how I, I've done it. And seeing other people doing it, just like the final product, and like how, how come they did that? And trying to break it, break it down in, well, how could, could I get that, the same result? What sort of strategies? What, to, what tools do I use? Uh, different apps. So to make just one post, I need to do or use three different apps to create the final product, um, or using some websites uh, or video maker, and then you just uh, you use a video in another app, and the other app you put your watermark, and the watermark mm -hmm. you created in another app. So it's, it's like yeah. so many different things you don't know, and you have to learn on your own, uh, unless you have the, the luck to get a coach or someone that has gone through the same situation and they give you their roadmap to do it. But the most of most people uh, in my case, I, I actually wanted to experience it and do it on my own and just learn the skills in a hard way probably would be the, the way to say it. But it's been a very nourishing experience. It's slow, but steady. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I think like that, like you, you just like, I mean, that was, that was brilliant. And I think like, that was a big thing for me when I, like, not only when I talked to coaches, like I talked to a, like, I basically talked to coach, to coaches all day. And also when I am uh, like seeing what other people are doing, uh, it's very interesting because I think for a lot of people, like they don't understand that like it's it's a skill right and it and it's something like it takes like skills take practice like your first time doing a squat probably isn't very good by the time you do a hundred squats right like you've done squats a hundred different days those squats will look a lot better because there's practice there's there's learning and and one thing that i've i've kind of seen for myself is like if i pay close attention to what you know, when I see other people where I'm like, I really like their content. Maybe we're talking about completely different things, but like, I really like the way that they made this meme or this infographic or the way that they're communicating something. Um, I think that's, that's like where you can kind of reverse engineer it. Just like what you said and be like, break it down. Be like, how did they do that? Why did they do that? Like they're doing something because they figured out that it works. What was it that they're doing? And, and I think when I talk to, um, and if you know, Alyssa Olnick or, or little list fitness, but she was on my podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and like she said something that I thought was, was really smart and she's also a scientist and she said, 
I think about it as a scientist. Like I basically look at things and I test and then I see what the results were and then I test again. And like, and I continue to test and adjust and kind of find these hypotheses, like my hypotheses, hypotheses maybe is the plural, I'm not sure. Um, but I, try, I test my hypotheses and, uh, and then I decide whether or not it was worth it. And then if it wasn't, then I'll adjust and figure out what works. And, and you kind of have done the same thing, right? Where there's, I think the, the hard thing is that it also requires an element of, of um, persistence where people might do it once and like you said, they put too much text on. It's too, they go a little bit too nerdy, even though people like us love the nerdy stuff. We love to read papers. Um, the average person sees it and goes, ooh, way too much. Pull it back a little bit for me, right? And, and that's always cool is, is when people um, are able to, to, you know, you see their content the first couple of times, it's not that great, but then it gets better and better and better over time. Um, and, and was it something where you kind of, you started off and you said, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to really like, um, you know, take that. Like, like you said, when you first started as a dietitian, it was like, I'm going to give diets and give out weight loss advice. Like where, where were you when you first started this? Cause you've, you've over time gotten, uh, more into the behavior change. Like we geeked out about motivational interviewing before this, right? Like, uh, has, have you kind of noticed that what you talk about and your content also is pulling from what you're learning almost in the moment, like learning more about motivational interviewing, learning more about behavior change. And I'm going to kind of stack this and, and create content around what I'm learning right now. Or is it like, okay, I kind of know that my audience responds well to this. So I'm just going to stick with it. Right. Like how, how do you, how do you kind of approach that content? I think I try to always think about what, if it's something that I want to continuously learn and I am still very you know very early stages of learning about um, I really like to sort of share the things I'm learning through my journey so let's say I started uh, doing a little bit of research on a specific um, technique of behavior change or something like that um, perhaps I'm going to make a post about it if I find it that is very interesting to me and it actually makes it's a way for me to learn as well. Um, I found that that was a, one of another motivation for me to start doing the infographics that actually is a, a, a form of accountability for me to continuously learn because it, it pushes me to read things because I hate reading. So the only mm. thing that I, the way that I need for reading is something that pushes me to do something else. So if I have to make an infographic and I have to break down the science from this uh, paper, I have to read it. There's no other way that I can break down something if I don't read it. So through reading, it kind of makes me um, go into topics that I would, wouldn't probably read on my own or like, oh, just for fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but more like, okay, I have to read this, uh, take the information I want to get from this and put it into simple words. And then because I'm making and creating the posts uh, in a way that I really want to communicate something, I have to understand it. And by understanding, I retain the information and then I can implement it along the way. Mm -hmm. So it is a way for me to stay accountable to uh, like uh, continuously learning things. And what I like as well, and I, I, that's why I keep doing it to create content for other people that um, 
likes me to do their posts is that there's they're not the areas my areas of expertise but they pushes that pushes me to learn other things as well like uh someone uh, that asked me to make a post about uh, cutting for combat sports i would i would probably never be into that topic but it it put me into reading the techniques of how people can cut weight uh in the peak week se seven days before a competition and how you drop the weight in a different ways um how you you use uh water uh manipulate water manipulate salt a use sauna and use extreme uh, measure, measure measures to actually get rid of five ten pounds in seven days so that's mm -hmm. really that was really interesting and, and I had to read that to grade the post, but I wasn't into that topic. But if it wasn't because I had to do it, I've never would have come across that topic by, by my own. So that's, that's I so think cool. something that, yeah. So I use the creation of infographics for, for my benefit as well. But I also try to kind of balance that out with what my, what my audience wants, wants to hear or what, what I feel that needs to hear. Like if I am seeing a lot of BS out there about something that is trendy, I try to put my content out there that uh, touches bases on these topics like um, apple cider vinegar, how people are still using that or um, coconut oil or everything. And they think that's just a magical, uh, that uh, aligns your chakras. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> there there's there's sassy Astrid. <laughs> um, and, and I think like, yeah. that's that's great though, right? So like you're you're thinking about like what are people talking about that I don't like creating content around that? What are people doing that I do like creating content around that? And and one thing that I think is interesting too, like because partially because you're a little bit sassy and and partially because you're talking about nutrition. And nutrition is like this weird culty religion for a lot of people where uh, you say one thing and, you know, let's say you say, this is my face and somebody tells me to do a keto diet and your face is all like, ah! and that person that sees it is like, well, I do keto. And, you know, uh, the science is like, you know, like paid for by uh, sugar and, and whatever, whatever they like this style of people. Right. Like I, I think when, when you do have like that element of I've been like studying this, like, I've been reading and digesting the research. Um, when you get those comments, I would assume that it, it makes you feel a little bit more confident to respond and be like, Hey, uh, no. Right. Like I've, I've had people, I don't know if you know, um, the Minnesota starvation diet, but yep great great like probably one of the the coolest studies about hunger in in um and stuff like that for for humans and like some guy like that i knew like he was a friend of mine got like super mad posted a bunch of stuff in the comments and one of the things was like he was like oh like here's this tim ferris article where they talk about how to get them to gain weight they ate a bunch of carbs and to lose weight they ate a bunch of fat and i was like that's actually the opposite it's they ate a bunch of very high calorie fatty foods to gain the weight or to like do the, like that initial like 3,200 calories. And then they drop them to what you would find in a war torn Europe of cabbage, bread, like very like starchy carbs. And they reduce calories to like 1500 and they lost 25% of their body weight. Right. And, and like 
because I knew the study, I was like, dude, let's have this conversation. No problem. I know this, you don't let's go. Right. And, and so for you, like how, how do you feel? Cause I'm sure you talk about something and, and every once in a while you'll see, uh, somebody being like, no, you're wrong. I listened to the carnivore diet podcast and that's what they said and whatever. And vegetables are going to cause cancer. And you're like, Oh God. All right. How do you how do you feel when that happens, and and how do you kind of manage it? Do you just like remove their comment, like get out of here, buddy? No, no space for negativity, or do you ever engage with them and kind of like see if you can not change their mind, but like show people that if they ever were to receive that feedback from their friends or whatever, they're gonna be able to kind of be like, hey, actually, that's not true. This is what the studies say. Like, how how do you how do you how do you manage that? Well, my personality, I, I hate discussing with people or getting into fights or things like that. So I think what I tend to do is try to invite the person to get, a, or get my point or understand where I'm coming from. And I acknowledge as well what the experience of them is. And if they are experiencing something that has worked for them, I acknowledge I am really happy that this is working for you. Uh, in the way you've been doing that. However, this might not be the case for everyone. So I guess if, it's, if it has really worked for you, I am more than happy to hear that. But you got to be also aware that if it, even if it worked for you, it doesn't mean that the general population will benefit from that. Probably you're uh, an outlayer from that uh, particular benefit. Like someone, uh, I just yesterday posted a, a video about carnivore diet. And few people uh, commented, oh, I've, I've been always, uh, since I started carnivore diet, I feel amazing. I feel really good. I actually perform better than when I was not in the carnivore diet. And I, and I went into their comment and I didn't delete it or I didn't um, sort of feel like they were uh, trying to be... Uh, incorrect or pushing me to kind of oh yeah whatever or get into an argument but I actually acknowledge I am happy that 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 is working for you but the evidence is not consistent to say that that is working for everyone and then a lot of coaches and a lot of people I work with and I am surrounded by they are always uh, advocating for balance and things that are uh, a little bit more uh, holistic. You don't have to eliminate a food group from your diet to be more uh, intelligent or be more focused or be better uh, in certain center, certain tasks. Potentially, there's a little bit of um, potentially a, a, a case, case by case or an individual response of, for better for certain people that they might benefit if they are not athletes, they are more focused or like a, in a cognitive um, tasks or they uh, do a lot of sedentary work and they gotta be focused and the mental and the cognitive uh, aspects is really a important thing they have to use. Perhaps being a, on a carnivore diet might be beneficial, but it's, it is not necessarily the truth for everyone. Um, so, I, I'm really happy that that worked for you, but that's not necessarily what everyone is going to benefit from. And if you think about performance, 
the, 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 the studies are really clear and the evidence every time I see it is stronger coming back saying with carbohydrates, with plant, you know, plant-based diet, with vegetables, um, without, uh, without eliminating your protein sources or anything like that, just like an omnivore diet, you, you can perform much better than if you have a keto diet or eliminate completely your carbohydrates from your diet. So if you are performing well as an athlete and you're following a carnivore diet or a keto diet, that's, that's fine, but probably you're no layer of that. And not necessarily everyone, every athlete is going to perform well and optimal for using that specific diet. So that's, that's pretty much that I try to put my my opinion out there and try to uh, kind of use the evidence to support what I know uh, and what I'm talking about. And if they want to take it, fine. If they don't, uh, obviously I, I won't fight with them to make them change their ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And no, I mean, I, and I think that's the way to do it, right? Like that's, if we were to take a very motivational interviewing approach, that would be the way to do it. Right. And, like yeah. looking back, there are so many times where I would like kind of argue with people just to be like, I know more than you and like, look at me. Um, when really, like I think for also, if you think about if you're somebody that like potentially would ever work with you as, as a client and, and stuff like that, like it, that's, that's the kind of person where like you would see that and be like, okay, I can actually trust them because like they're not going to tell me that I have a dumb idea. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a big problem that I've seen like, for a lot of people where they have a client and their clients like, I want to try keto or, or carnivore because my friend did it and lost 20 pounds or said that they can, you know, uh, do super advanced calculus without even trying in their, in their head, right? Like they got magical powers. Um, but if, if your client comes to you and says that, like, I would never respond and be like, you're an idiot. Look at all these studies instead. Like, I'd be like, cool. Like, like well, your friend that can, you know, can levitate because they did uh, carnivore. Well, like they're probably an outlier. Not many people can do that um, and, and stuff like that. And, it, and maybe talk a little bit about adherence and like long term and, and stuff like that. But I mean, that's that's definitely the the right way the the right way to respond. And have you have you ever found that it does like make you? Because I mean, I I know for me, even like when that would happen, it made me want to like retract a little bit and like. Like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't share stuff about why I don't like keto, right? Like, did it ever make you kind of want to, want to stop or like change? Like, maybe I'll just go like very generalized stuff that people can't argue about. Or did it say, did you make you say, I, I feel like I need to put out more because there are people that um, are being miseducated, right? There's like that balance of there's bad information, good information out there. And um, like, how, how did, how did you like almost internally handle that? Cause it's always hard, right? It, it makes people not want to post those things. I guess you try to don't post things that are controversial, but at the same time, you're not really expert on. So if it's something that I'm not really a, uh, a expert on a specific topic, uh, I, I wouldn't probably delve too much into that topic or post about that if it's very controversial, um, unless I have the research or I've done like a very deep reading about it and I know how to defend myself. If there is someone who knows more than me than my comments or say, look, I, I saw that and I'm like, I don't, I don't agree with it. So I, I do, re I'm, I'm really careful about the things I post and I try to stay within my scope. 
so I can I can feel confident when I post about something, and I know that if someone comes to me to say something, I know how to respond, how to use the evidence, and how to back up what I'm saying, and not like feel like I'm a dumb or I create and make something that I don't even know how to respond to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I try to stay within my scope. So I wouldn't talk about neuroscience or the brain or things like that, because mm-hmm. even if it's something that is interesting to me and I, uh, I know a little bit about that topic, because I'm not ex- an expert on that, I wouldn't probably bring it to a, t- uh, a topic of discussion unless I kind of put a, at the very beginning disclaimer, I'm not expert on this topic. This is just sharing my opinion, things like that. And that's probably the way I would do it. If it's a topic that is controversial and I'm just sharing my opinion or my views on a specific thing. Yeah, I, I love that. And that, that's the way to do it too, is like kind of kind of know your scope and uh and and also just I think it accept like sometimes people will disagree, but if you come with come to them with compassion, like it's it's gonna be hard to have a, a big internet fight uh on your hands when when that happens. And and one thing that I think is cool too is like, you know, when I when I think about like your growth um on instagram like one of the things i think is really cool is that like i see you you know like that was that was more maybe more about like the negative comments and stuff like that but like when i see when i see a post from somebody that's very well respected that i really respect and usually they have like a pretty big following and stuff like that like you said dr spencer nadolski and like all of these different people like almost all the time, like I see you talking to them and I see them talking to you. Maybe they're sharing uh, like your stuff, you're sharing their stuff. And like one thing I I think has been really cool to see is like, you've just been able to build relationships with a lot of, a lot of people. Um, And so like, I I would love to hear just a little bit about like how you've built these relationships and like how, how important you feel like that, that networking has really been um, for your, your own success, I guess you would say as building a following, um, you know, being able to, uh, to, to kind of learn from these other people and like, you know, whatever, whenever I become friends with somebody, I start to just learn a ton from them. I'm like, okay, I learn from what they're posting. Maybe I'll talk to them a little bit and learn more about what they're thinking about. And like, um, just kind of connect with them. Like how, how for you has that, um, has that happened? Like, was that something you, you decided to do one day? Was it something you just kind of naturally did? Like, and, and how did you kind of decide, all right, I really want to like become friends with this person. If, if you did, maybe you saw me, like, this is cool. You know, like how, how did, how did that work for you? That's a great question. I, I think I value a lot now the networking nowadays, especially with the people. I think they're kind of in the same line of thoughts than me. Um, they have sort of the same, uh, evidence-based, uh, background so it, it, it pretty much shares what I try to share and it, it is interesting to being able to connect with them somehow I remember in my very beginning uh, when I started growing my my Instagram one of the first person uh, I started to comment uh, connecting with was uh, Alan Aragon I was started like really following uh, his post and I was actually com- uh, commenting every every time he posted something uh, with something to to like an input for me, uh, a thought, uh, not just like emojis or like faces or or hearts uh, as a comment, but actually trying to put my my opinion or my point of view from the content he was sharing. And one day he 
from from nowhere he started following me and he connected with me and said look i really like your content too um and from nowhere as well we started having a conversation and i said i would really like to um co collaborate with you some in some way and he then invited me to make an article for his uh, a monthly review Alice Aragon Molly's monthly review and I did my first ever article for him about bariatric surgery and behavior change and how that was important and since then I've done about three or four articles for him for his uh, review and then I started connecting to uh, Lane Norton uh, Holly Baxter and these uh, great figures that are in the evidence base and I really like the the content and all the things they share the information they do have um, and that's and I guess that's the way I've been connecting with other people as well uh, and I guess we we become like a, a sort of a, a very very nice um, how would you say that like very uh, nice group of people that we all follow each other and we support and um, like oh we, we like the, our content all together and we always like tagging them uh in our posts and trying to uh, interact with them as well uh, i guess that's the way we've we've done and build the relationship and then when you meet them or start talking with them uh, via dms you really know that they're amazing people that you want to keep connecting with them and knowing their a little bit more than just a post or someone who, who is posting information, but they are uh, human beings. They have their uh, an experience and a, uh, a uh, like things to share and to show to the world. Uh, they have their voice, and you want to 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 have these people in in your network and in your life. You 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 when you realize they they your friends. Even if they, mm -hmm. they are from somewhere else, you don't know them in person, but you feel like you know them and you spend, um, the share really good information and perhaps it gets, uh, if it gets the opportunity to meet in person, you can, you can meet them and there's no, it feels like you've, meet, you've met them all your life because you already know them somehow um, by connecting with by via Instagram, so it is it is nice to know that you can build these relationships, and not just because it is just networking or trying to build a following or anything like that, but just as a way to naturally do that because you want to feel that you're part of a community that shares the same message. So that's nice to have. Yeah, I, I mean, I I remember so like that actually just made me think of I remember when. Uh, I mean, I took like a year off of Instagram. I just didn't post anything. Um, I was like kind of focusing on other things. And really, I was like trying to figure out what I, what I wanted to do with, with social media. And, and I was like, I don't know if I want to do coaches or, or focus still on like client stuff. And I remember like, like perfect example, you literally just messaged me out of the blue. I hadn't posted on Instagram in a year. And you're like, hey, like I haven't seen anything from you. Like you doing okay? And I remember getting that and being like, oh my God, like, that was the best, like the best message. I was like, I'm, I'm doing a, like great, but like, thank you so much for reaching out. And like, I think that's where, where people, they, they get a little bit, um, 
like you see it in, in two ways where either people are um, just expecting that the Lane Nortons, the Alan Aragons, the anti-diet dietitians, right? Like they're just going to find them. They're just going to one day see, you know, oh, like, look at this. Here's, you know, uh, here's this person's post. Like, I'm just going to follow them. And, you know, then all of a sudden, like you become their friend when usually like they have so many followers and they, they probably are going to be a little more specific with who they follow because they get so much like stuff on Instagram, but they can't have, you know, a, a ton of accounts that they follow. It would be overwhelming. And so like when, when I think about it, like I think a lot of the times people will be like, Oh, well, I'll just like comment and kind of put myself out there. But you, like you said, they do like three hearts and like maybe hands raised on, on their posts. And like that to me is like, Oh, you're a bot. Like, unless I personally know you, I just assume you just posted three emojis. Cool. You're a bot. Never mind, Right. But when you, when you're sharing like your thoughts on something, you're, you're agreeing with them. Maybe you're asking a question, like, you're engaging with them in a way that's like very, very human. And like you said, there's a real person on the other end. Yeah. Like you're providing value or or maybe you're like, maybe you're just asking a good question. It's like something where like, yeah, like I want to go a little bit deeper there. Like maybe I didn't touch on that enough in the, in the post. Like, you know, I think that's where, where people, um, really kind of like miss, miss like what it means to really network is you're talking to people and you have to be human. Like, when you message me and you're like, are you, are you alive basically? Right? Like you haven't posted on Instagram, you're consistent posting multiple times a day. And now all of a sudden you're gone. The podcast like hasn't had a new, new episode since mine, <laughs> which by the way, literally it was like, that was such a good one. I was like, I don't need to do it anymore. Um, but, but really like it was, it was something where like that, it like showed me that like when you think about it, like you're thinking about not, uh, how is this, who's, how is this person going to help me? Instead, you were thinking about like, who is this person? And like, how can I even help them? Like, how can I provide some insight on in their posts or like, you know, get to know them as a, as a real person. And like that, I was like, Astrid is the best networker I've ever met. Um, but yeah, like, have you, have think, you like, yeah, how, how, what have you learned from that? Like, I, I would love to hear more. I, I just think that I do really care for people that I've like at least I've created somehow a small relationship or a contact. Like with this coronavirus uh, situation, I've literally took my, went into my DMs I, and I sent a message to every person I knew. It was kind of within the community of that evidence base. And every single person I, I, I sent them a message saying, I hope you're well. Um, I hope you're doing fine. Uh, be safe, stay, stay, take care. And just, I went literally one by one and without the intention of getting a follow or if there's someone didn't follow me, I wasn't looking for that, but more so just to demonstrate that I do care or just sending me a message sometimes with the social distancing thing we have literally uh, distanciated for physically and emotionally in so many ways that we, we, some people feel really lonely. And we don't know who is out there feeling lonely unless uh, they share it. But sometimes people won't share that. So you will just watch him to let them know there's someone that if you wanted to talk, I am happy to do that. So I'm, I'm really happy to be there for everyone who needs me uh, in some way. So that's why I think without interest, interest of getting anything out of that, just putting myself out there and trying to 
just be friendly, uh, letting them know that, hey, here, here is someone who, um, who wants to make sure you're doing okay. Um, just let me know how you're doing. That's it. Yeah. So and, and that's like why that, you're a good coach, right? Is like, cause you probably treat your clients the same way. Like it's that, um, like that mentality, I'm like, a, like I'm going to do it for, for the other person. Like it's, it's a selfless act, right? Like you're doing it with compassion and like, cause you want to do the right thing. And, and now like, that's amazing. I feel like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm, I like I'm, a, I am a mom when I, when it comes with my clients, I have all of them in my WhatsApp and I literally text them if I haven't heard from them. And I just, I don't know, I try to don't overwhelm them, obviously, and like, oh, push them or anything like that. But like, how are you doing so far? In the middle of the week, it's Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, how are you doing? Uh, uh, are you coming across with any challenges? Can I help you? Um, I feel like, I just feel that uh, sort of care, duty of care and that responsibility that I need to look after them. Like if they were, were my, my, my babies, my kids, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just a natural thing I do without expecting anything. Uh, when I see uh, like the coaching programs and things like that, well, this coaching involves only two calls, two, two calls every two weeks and check-ins every week. But sometimes it happens like I think if I were in a program, and I come across with a challenge in the middle of the week and I have no one to talk to, uh, and especially if, if I'm getting a coach and I need to talk to them, but I only, can, I only have to wait until I see them in two weeks uh, or, or have the call in two weeks, how am I going to solve the problem right now? So I feel like I, would, I treat my clients as I would like for me to be treated, and that's the way I... I, I am, I don't know whether it's um, perhaps because I work with a, uh, a very selfless way to do things and I do care for my clients so much that I want them to succeed. Uh, but I don't know whether it's the right thing or wrong thing to do, but I just think I just follow my heart with those things. I mean, like, yeah, that's... Uh... I mean, it's, that's like music to my ears, right? It's like, that's like the, the thought process of like unconditional love, right? Like, like being, being like a, a good mom, a good husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, whatever is like that. It's unconditional, right? Where it's like, I'm going to care for you and support you unconditionally. Like whether, whether you're, you know, absolutely crushing it and you're, you know, you've transformed your lifestyle or like you tried and it's been hard and there's, you know, maybe down points and maybe you haven't responded to my message. Like, you know, those are, those are the things where like when it's done unconditionally, I think for your own mental health, it's kind of good because you don't put like, Oh, well, like they didn't respond to me or like I did this nice thing for somebody and, uh, and they never, you know, they never reciprocated or they weren't as excited about it as I hoped. Like, it's, it's good for your own mental health, I think, but also it's, it just, it comes from the right place. It comes because you genuinely care. Um, and that's, that's, that's yeah. the way to do it. Like it's, it's hard to get there sometimes, right? Cause we've been taught like, oh, like you, you give somebody, you know, a gift and then they're supposed to kind of like be super excited, like, cause you're excited about it and, or, you know, whatever it might be. And whether it's a message or, you know, a text message, you expect it to get responded to. And sometimes it doesn't. And, Maybe they just missed it. Like I open texts and forget about them sometimes, you know? Um, so I and think that's, that's find, huge. Yeah. And you try to find the, 
the, the find this fine line between being caring and look after them without being pushy or mm-hmm. uh, annoying or just like, oh, this, this is a coach again, just texting me four times a week. Like, I don't want to be that annoying. It's just mm-hmm. like, just that little sense of caring that you show without being too much. So not too much, not too little, but something in the middle. Yeah, I love that. It's it's been interesting for me. Like, I, it feels like I've done a lot of these podcasts, and like everybody that I I really like and respect, and that I've had on the podcast, like they all kind of come down to like this guy John Flack. He's coming out in a couple of days, um, for like for the podcast. But like he he described his approach to like physical therapy and is as client centered, right? And it's like when we when we do things that are client centered, it's like that unconditional love, right? You know, um, I I, I love that, and and so. Um, I know, I think we, uh, we're coming up on time a little bit, but like, I would love just to hear from you. Like what, what do you think would be like the biggest, um, takeaway? Like if, if people were to only listen to like the last part of this podcast, like what would be like the biggest lesson that you'd want to give to give to a coach and be like, this is really it. Like if you can capture this, you'll be successful. It's a hard question, but I think it's, it is, I think it's important. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think it, it summarizes in, in, in few little words that I can say. Just make sure when you want to get the con- your content out there, just don't, don't, don't expect likes or don't expect comments. Just go with the intention that if you're putting this content out there for someone, if just one person, live, love, love, learn, or love. You make it the day, their day differently. Uh, they learn something or they just smile or you change their, their, their knowledge or, or the, the, the mentality of, about something. If you did something for just one person, even if you have 30,000 followers like me or like if someone, just one person gets a benefit from that, that's a win. And that's the that. best thing that you can do for, some, for, for, for yourself is when you, when you share information, don't share it expecting something back, but like I'm trying to help as much people as I can. And you know what I love the most is when I get these random DMs from someone saying, I love your content. I now I have a good relationship with food. I've lost five pounds. I, I am no longer binging or whatever, whatever you can hear from someone that you never knew that existed, but they've been following for a while, following you for a while. And then suddenly they tell you, they thank you for what you do. And that's for me, it's like, you just made my day. And I actually share that in my stories and, and I tell them, thank you so much. And I really appreciate the, just being able to read those things and feeling like I am doing something that behind the scenes, there's a lot of people that they don't probably show how much they are getting out of, out of your content. But there's a lot of people out there that they actually do benefit from it. So I'm just, I'm just caring about that. If I can get someone to learn, Oh, get get them a, get them a smile or just laugh. I am happy about it. I love that, and and that's I mean, that's it. 
right? It's like you, you never know who's watching and how much you're going to help that person. You know, they may never comment. They may never DM you, but like you help somebody probably, you know, um, that's awesome. How can people get in touch with you? Um, obviously Instagram is, is a great one. So give me Instagram. You got TikTok. Do you have a, do you have a website? I do have a website. I, I am still developing it, uh, but it's uh, a street. Um, how do you say that? Um, I don't know how to say that. Uh, no, it's not underscore. It's something uh, it's like, like a, a dash, just like a dash, like a, a little dash thing. Yeah, it's not, it's not a dash. It's like a thing. A horizontal dash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A horizontal I don't know what dash. that is. So, uh, Astrid horizontal dash not underscore this is an horizontal dash dietitian.com awesome and right. I'll, I'll link Sorry, everything I'm so bad describing it no you're good I mean I I've never had to say that out loud like I've texted it a million times I use that all the time and I probably like I probably would be like oh yeah of course that's what it's called I have no idea it's horizontal dash that makes sense <laughs> yeah right. um, that's, that's awesome. So yeah, so I'll link to like to your Instagram. Um, I'll also I'll link to your TikTok because I know TikTok is kind of blowing up right now. Um, and also, uh, I'll link to your I'll link to your website in, um, in the show notes. And if you guys aren't following Astrid, I mean, you have to, she posts amazing, educational, super funny memes. She's the best. You crushed it. Thank you so much for joining me. I just recently uh, I forgot to tell you, I just recently uh, created a uh, same Instagram, but in Spanish because my oh, cool. original language is in Spanish. So I'm trying to start sharing that the same information, the same memes, uh, translated in Spanish. So there's like a, another, uh, Latin or Spanish community that can, uh, get the same education. I feel like in, in this, uh, the, the Latin community, uh, or the Hispanic community is really hungry and starving for this information that is very available and wide available in English, but not in Spanish. I don't see much people evidence-based uh, putting content out there that help people in this way. So I think if I start doing that in Spanish, that's going to help a lot, a lot more people that perhaps are hungry for this information, but they have no access to it because they don't understand or they don't speak English. So that's a new thing. So that's is, is in Spanish. That's awesome. I'll link that one as well. I mean, that's, that's super smart. Um, that's awesome. Cool. Well, thanks. Thanks so much. And let me know um, if you, uh, if you guys do follow Astrid, if you guys ever want to have her back, I would assume so. This is number two. There's definitely going to be a number three coming up. Um, and maybe we'll talk about motivational interviewing. I got Don coming on and you're going to talk to Don and then all of a sudden maybe the three of us will have a round table and we'll talk all about how awesome. Oh, that would be uh, awesome. Oh my gosh. Maybe I'll actually, I'll talk to her about it. That'd be sick. Um, cool. Well, thanks so much for joining oh, me. That would be great. <laughs> Bye. That's all right. No worries. It was a pleasure.